0: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Happy Friday, everybody, here at ESPN 690. Happy Father's Day weekend to all the dads out there, to all the real MVPs out there. I get it, man. Mother's Day is an important holiday, and let's not get that twisted, but we got to show some love to the dads out there as well um we'll be talking about some of the biggest advice that our fathers have given us uh throughout our childhoods later on in the show and if you feel so inclined feel free to give us a call star star 690 um or else the 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 number that i don't know off the top of my head but it's listed on our streaming service kuz get that with can you give that to me
1: please (laughs) 904-362-9901
0: i mean you think i would know it by now right i see it every single day but i really don't but yeah obviously we want to hear from you guys biggest advice That your dad, or I guess, you know, the best advice that your dad gave you in honor of Father's Day. Kuz, how we doing today, man? Doing good. I'll tell you what, it felt great to come in the studio today, like an adult, with a key card, like a member of the team, like a member of the Cox Media staff. And I actually just put up my badge, swiped it, and I got in the door, man. First time in four months now, I believe. I was
1: thinking about that. I was a little worried it wasn't going to work and we'd have a problem. Well,
0: let's be honest. I I, I mean, I showed up at the very last second still because Brent Martineau is starting to wear off on me a little bit.
1: Well, and and I thought about it earlier today. I was like, oh, we never tested Austin's card to make sure it works. Like yesterday, we never tried.
0: That's a good point as well. Yeah, we 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 probably should have done that. Well, spoiler alert, it works just fine. So thank you for uh, concerning yourself with that. But we're going to have a great show today. Um, A lot of interesting talking points. Um, you know, it's it's Juneteenth as well, so I got a pretty cool story to share, um, a story that everybody should probably know, but they don't know the background to it, let's just say. So I'm going to say that for a little bit later. Um, Twitter is ablaze right now with gender-bending quarterbacks. Have you seen that yet? Yeah, so usually what I would do if I had the show by myself is I would obviously prep for it, and I would do my homework and things like that. Didn't really do that today because I came across an interesting thread regarding some guy, and I guess there's an app out there, there's some kind of filter, where all they do is they take guys and they make them into girls. And I, I think you can take girls and make them into guys. Oh, this is that Minshew post. It's, it's the Minshew post. Okay. Right? So last night before I'm getting ready to go to bed and I'm just doing a little homework and everything, I come across a big cat country um, picture. And it's of Gardner Minshew <laughs> rocking long hair you know, and didn't really know the context of it, thought it was funny. So I'm like, well, me being the guy that I am, I have to comment on this. This is right up in my alley. I mean, yeah, I can sit here and talk about the 3-4, three, 4-3 four, four, three defense. Still don't really know where that's going to go yet. May never know. I guess we'll find out preseason game number one or maybe week one of the regular season. So there's only so much expertise I can involve myself with in terms of football. And let's be honest. We were talking about me and expertise. It's a fine line right now to maybe be a little more of a casual type of behavior, a little casual type of demeanor. So with that being said, Big Cat Country just posts a picture of Gardner Minshew with long hair and the phrase no. And that's all it was. I looked at it, absolutely laughed my butt off because of it. And I'm like, I, I need to contribute something to this. This is too genius. Once again, didn't know the context, but it's too genius not to get involved in this. So, I casually, you know, off the top of my head, I'm like, what does Gardner Minshew look like? Because, Kuz, you've known me for a while now, man. And, like, I love ripping people. Like, in terms of their style, in terms of their haircuts, things like that. Now, to be fair, I don't like to get ripped on, okay? And I probably short-tempered when it comes to getting ripped on, and I'll probably throw a fit. Not saying that's right, just saying that's the way it is. But... I make it a habit of, to at least, especially people that I like, you know, we, I mean, it's something we did as kids, you know, I mean, in high school, me and my friends would hang out together, and you would have thought that, are you guys actually friends? I mean, I, I've had mothers come up to me before, you know, now that we're in college, or now that we're, you know, graduating and everything like that, and they're like, hey, were you guys actually friends in high school? Because you are really mean to each other. We were the bestest of friends. It was just the fact that that's what, that's what your friends do, where you rip each other on shirts, your style, your attitude. That's what you do. And don't get it twisted. We were an equal opportunity roaster, okay? It didn't matter if it was guys or girls. We ripped everybody. And guess what? Girls ripped everybody, too. Girls, I heard some of the best roasts, to some of the best comebacks come from girls in my high school. So shout out to the girls as well. But what I'm trying to get at here is, so I see this picture of Gardner Mitchell in long hair. And obviously... It's it's a gender bending whatever app, and I'm like, I have to comment on it. So my comment was Minshew looks like every forty year old divorcee that you would see at Central Wisconsin uh, that, that you would see at a Central Wisconsin die bar that's there for dollar tappers and to next play you shook me all night long on touch tunes. Now, I got a lot of crap for saying that because I got, that's really specific. That's like really like so is there a story you want to tell Austin? Specific. Oh, it was very specific. Don't get me wrong. But here's the thing though. It's not specific. In central Wisconsin, that's just a way of life. In central Wisconsin, and listen, I I know our audience here is here in Jacksonville, but we have a decent fan base here in central Wisconsin. I guarantee right now in central Wisconsin, if there's a a, a lady by the ages of 30 to 55 that's listening to the show right now, she has played Shook Me All Night Long at least once on the touch tunes and probably next played it as well, okay? So it's not far-fetched. It's just an everyday kind of thing. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that when we get a chance to go back to Wisconsin for the Jaguars-Packers game in November, I'm going to introduce Brent Martino to that lifestyle, man, okay? Because it's different than Jack's Beach. Because I'm talking to you, man. You, You guys were spoiled here in Jacksonville, okay? You guys were spoiled in Flagler because you had the beaches and everything. You had options. I'm sure you guys had great fake IDs or that kind of thing. Whatever the case was, you guys had options. Central Wisconsin, you got about five dive bars, and it's winter about nine months out of the year, okay? So every girl is going to be rocking a Carhartt hoodie, a Carhartt hat, and probably some bibs because she's snowmobiling. That's just the way it is, man. That's just how we grew up. So, no, it wasn't specific. It wasn't, like, out of the ordinary. That's just every day in the life of somebody in central Wisconsin. So with that being said, I go on Twitter this morning then. And I find out that some dude, and I want to give him credit here because he's earned it, KD at not KDK3, um, at Twitter. Now, name's a little whatever. Well, that's fine. But, um, but very confusing. But this dude made a whole thread. And once again, Kuz, is it an app? Or, like, how do you do this?
1: I I, There are apps that let you do it. I mean, like Snapchat and stuff like that, they have filters that just make you look younger. They make you look like a girl, stuff like that.
0: Okay. Well, whatever this was, I mean, it it looks great. Like, all these quarterbacks are – they're insane. So, I find out that this guy did all these NFL quarterbacks, starting NFL quarterbacks. And I'm like, dude, I got to get in on this because, to me, it's the perfect storm. I can sit here and I can roast each one of these, you know, female quarterbacks because they're not real. Okay? Like – The last thing I want to do to especially complete strangers is roast somebody, right? Because I understand everyone has feelings, and I don't want to come across as a bad person. So literally all I'm doing is like – it would be like me roasting like Disney characters. These people don't exist, right? They're just – they're through an app. They're through a filter. So I'm like what a better way for me to express my skill set in roasting people than to take this guy's thread of NFL quarterbacks as women – And use it to my own devices. And that's what I did. So instead of researching for the show today, instead of you know doing my homework, sending you things that we can talk about, I literally spent about 45 minutes creating a thread. By the way, my very first thread on Twitter, I created a thread of every NFL quarterback as a woman and what I thought about it, my first impressions. Even so much where we made it a family affair. My wife was trying to do homework on the couch. I'm like, hey, babe, this one look good. All right, cool. She okayed that one. That one's funny, okay. And it was just random, random. No, I'm not gonna lie, Kuz, 32 quarterbacks, okay. It's a lot of roasting. I got to about 19, and I was losing wind, okay. I I, I was. You start out of running it.
1: out of steam a little oh, bit. Oh, I lost steam. We we used to just for for our basketball podcast. We yeah. used to do episodes at the end of the season, at the beginning of the season, where we would dive into like. Let's do every team. Yeah. what they need, what they address this off season, and go for it. It's like four things, right? Mm-hmm. We have to get four things for every team. And to be honest, once you get towards the bottom with like the Knicks, you're like, okay, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna hone this one in. It sounds
0: bad. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I went through, man. I was like, man, they all start to look the same after a while. No offense to the fake ladies out there that are on the, the NFL quarterback thread, but I'm not gonna lie, dude josh allen came out i'm not talking about the josh allen here aka the better josh allen in jacksonville i'm talking about the quarterback for the buffalo bills and i saw his picture and i'm like you know what i have a resurgence i have a b12 shot i can finish this because josh allen and as i put in the picture um and you guys can go on my uh my twitter thread here it's a underscore train underscore 92 um Josh Allen looks exactly like a female basketball coach, uh, a college coach who's upset with the media right now. Like, it, it, just check it out, cause you got some free time. That's exactly what he looks like. So that was literally my whole day. Where I went to the gym. Um, trained some people, obviously, in the boxing gym. Got my own workout in, came Honest home. Honest
1: question. Weird random question. Yeah. Someone, uh, submitted in. Uh, Clayton wants to know if you were, for your gym, were you running on Southside
0: today? I was, yeah. Hey, who's that, Clayton? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what's up, Clayton? Yeah, dude. So I was getting my five miles in today. Um, ended up getting 5.25 miles in about 60 minutes. Not gonna lie, not my best showing. Um, hotter than a pistol out there, Kuz. Hotter than a pistol that's out supposed there, today. to be hot this weekend. I know, man. Well, I'll tell you what, it's the humidity. It ain't really the heat, the humidity, man. And yeah, did I have my shirt off? Maybe. Okay, and I'm not flexing on anybody. I had my heart rate monitor on. I'm just saying, and you know how much I We need Wait, to, like, go right, on. What? Brent's not here, so we yeah. need to go
1: full on, like, Dan Levitard show a little bit right now. Okay. A pull, running with your shirt off. Flexing or not flexing?
0: I'm going to tell you right now, as someone who hates to do their laundry, it's not a flex at all. Like the, That's fair. This is me being lazy and saying, you know what? Because if you if you saw me, I had a pair of like old, beat up gym shorts that I never wear in public. But running, it's fine because I'm gonna sweat in them. So like the way I think about it is when I'm going for runs, Kuz, the, the shirt's not gonna be on there, okay? And then once again, it's not to show off the tattoos, not to show off the physique, because I really don't care about that. But overall, it's to save me an athletic shirt down the line when I have to go to right. the gym and train.
1: But overall, as a whole running with your shirt off comes off as a flex. And I think people, it it sounds bad, but I think depending on the physique of the person, people are either whatever with it or they are not okay with it at all.
0: See, but the way I look at it is, dude, if you're running man and you're working out, then take your shirt you off, because yeah. you know why? Because you're trying to make progress, and, and that's all I care about. So, like, I'm not one of these guys who who's at the gym, you know, it's like, oh, what does this dude wear? And, like, pull, you know, those shorts are way too short, or, like, could you wear any tighter of a shirt? Like, maybe I'll crack a joke about it, but I honestly don't care. I mean, as long as you're making the effort to improve yourself, dude, you do you. But I will say this, though, okay? Because there is a flex out there, Kuz, when it comes down to run, okay? And this happens in Jacksonville all the time, too. Sometimes I do wear a shirt, okay? And let's go ahead and, Mayor Lenny Curry, I understand you got a plate full of stuff going on right now. You got COVID-19. You got the RNC coming in. I'm sure it's a crazy day right now to be a mayor. Don't want to make your job any harder. But if we could do two things it would be fantastic. Number one, I've talked about before on the show. Obviously, when we're talking about lottery tickets, coups We're talking about how there should be a time throughout the day where people who want to buy lottery tickets can come into the, the gas station and buy them, okay, or have their own line. Because the last thing I want to do at 9 o'clock in the morning as I'm trying to fill up my car, take my son to school, is wait behind a line of twenty geriatrics because they have to get their lottery tickets in and by all means please take your sweet time too when you're doing it okay that's my first rule second rule though if it's below 60 degrees especially in jacksonville or in florida in general you you have to wear a shirt when you're running okay guys i'm talking to you okay because then it defeats the purpose right like
1: if it's hot we can understand
0: yeah exactly if it's chilly outside and like i've been outside when it's chilly, then i'll wear a shirt i mean i'll even wear a hoodie coos who knows maybe we'll keep it interesting but I'm saying if there's not a bead of sweat on your body, put the shirt back on, okay? Like if I'm a police officer and I see somebody running without a shirt and they're not sweating, shirt's back on. Simple as that because you know why? You're not working out and it's not hot enough outside, okay? So simple as that. That's the new, new rule for Lenny Curry. Hope you hear my prayers.
1: I, I, we're really going to go off topic here. but the other what else thing, is new? The other gym thing in quotation marks I, I, that I don't get is the the gym hoodie. And maybe you can explain it to me, because I think I've seen you wear it before. Jim Hoodie. It's, it's the hoodie, but without sleeves, oh, or it's like cut all the way. So, like, I don't get it. So,
0: okay. I, mean, I don't yes, get it. Yes, I have worn it before. <laughs> okay. I've, I've worn it many times to the YMCA coups. Okay. Maybe made popular by Bill Belichick. Not sure who started. It. One could say actually Mike Tyson, um, started rocking it, you know. Well, Mike Tyson used to be, used to like, a towel used to cut out, but then he used to rock a hoodie with the sleeves cut off as well. To me, it's just, it's a it's a swag thing man okay. more than anything because like football players do this all the time as well now it wasn't that big when i was in the locker rooms but like i've seen like L- leonard fournette rock that i've seen a lot of guys rock like the sleeveless um the sleeveless hoodie i think marcus pollard actually the the jaguars pro personnel guy i think he rocks the sleeveless hoodie sometimes too as well um it's just a style thing man okay it's just a style thing um it makes it feel a little more jacked, right, because it's bulky, but then you show off the guns a little bit. So the sleeveless hoodie doesn't make any sense at all, and I get that. And if you want to make fun of me for wearing one of those, I completely understand. But it's just what we do, man. It's all good. I remember when, when I played for the Jacksonville Giants, right, that game, they gave me a hoodie. Well, I'm like, well, dude, I'm taking this 100% serious. So I'm going to treat this warm-up like it's the NBA Finals, right? Took the scissors, cut <laughs> off the sleeves, and I had a sleeveless hoodie. And everyone's like, dude, where'd you get that from? I'm like, oh, no, I did it myself. Because, like, all the other players are like, that looks pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, man. You should yeah, try yeah it. the new thing. You should try it, man. <laughs> you should try it. So, but hey... I get we're going off the rails really to start the show off today, and not really my fault, right? Because Brent and Marno, and it's kind of a weird dynamic on our show because Brent's obviously the leader. He's the team captain. He rocks the sea. He's the boss. And usually when he goes out of town, you know, he, he kind of sets up some stuff for us. Obviously, if it's interviews, um, if it's like a celebration day, I think a couple weeks ago we celebrated. Actually, it was the Jacksonville Giants Day here in Jacksonville. So I had that to kind of, you know, move the show along a little bit. But now – Brent's on vacation, it's just me and you, Kuz, and let's be honest, we're like two kids in high school right now, where he left us a hundred bucks and said, don't burn the house down, you know? And that's our lunch, and that's our dinner, Um, and we'll see what happens. So, you guys are going to have me for the next couple of days, hopefully it works out well, but we do have some football stuff to talk about as well, and we, we have some topics to come up. We talked about Dr. Fauci a little bit, Kuz, um, you know, and I don't think we really got on it as much as we should have yesterday, because... For whatever reason, Dr. Fauci is like the the end-all, be-all guy right now of COVID-19 talk, right? It seems like he's the guy that says something and we all tune in and listen. He He's almost like the Joe Rogan right now of doctors in terms of, all right, well, uh, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not really sure how he got that role. I mean, obviously, he worked for a while with Donald Trump and he kind of gave the COVID-19 updates. I think they had a falling out. I know they've been in communication for the past three or four days or so. And now, obviously, Donald Trump has gone on Twitter and then kind of uh, spoke out against Dr. Fauci. But for whatever reason, Dr. Fauci is the guy that says, you know, what's rolling. And he's been very adamant about the NFL season. And he's been the guy that says, listen, as far as the bubble is concerned in NFL, it's not going to be able to work. And once again, I'm not sure what makes Dr. Fauci so much more qualified than everybody else. I think if it was me, I think if I was Roger Goodell, I think if I was a commissioner or a CEO or anybody of a major business, I would want to get like a group of doctors together and kind of get their, all their opinions, right? Because right now we're just going off of what one guy says. And for whatever reason, that one guy is the guy to hear right now. So when we talk about the NFL and what's going to happen, when we talked about it yesterday a little bit. um, I believe there was 15 uh Texas Longhorns players that, you know, in the past couple days have contracted COVID-19. Um, I just saw an article today saying that uh, five Philadelphia Phillies players and three staff members have come down with COVID-19. Keep in mind, MLB trying to start back up. Now we have baseball players getting it. I just, I'm, I'm having a really hard time. And listen, I, I need football, okay? I don't want football. I need football, and when you need something, that's a responsibility. I need football for fantasy football purposes. I need football so I have stuff to talk about, and obviously I need football because it's important to me, man. I love watching the game. Now, I get it. There's things that are bigger than sports, and I'll never not say that, and I understand that completely, but right now, I think where we are as a country, with everything going on, football still feels like the only constant. Right. Because baseball feels different. Obviously, the NBA is going to feel different. The NHL. I have no idea what's going on with the NHL right now. We haven't talked to NHL in like a fortnight. Not sure what's going on with the NHL. They said they're starting back up. We'll see with that. But like football right now is the only constant that we have going for us. And regardless of, of what we hear with the, the Texas Longhorns, regardless of what we hear with uh, with NFL coaches coming down with it, regardless of what we hear where where they're going to say, OK, well, we have to make sure everyone in that locker room is six feet apart. Regardless of all that, I think right now me and football fans everywhere out there are thinking, eh, OK, I'll read all this stuff. But it's football's not going anywhere. F- football is way too big to fail. And I want to believe that. And and I want to be on that side. But the more you look into this stuff, it's like I've been saying, Kuz. I think either two things have to happen, realistically. Either you have to have some kind of cure or some kind of vaccine that's going to combat this thing. Or you have to stop the perception of what you think of COVID-19 when you get it. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do by any means. But I'm just saying... Obviously, if an athlete contracts it, 99.99% is they're going to be okay eventually, right? You do the whole quarantine process, um, you're left to your own devices, and then you come back when you're ready to roll. And I get that. But people are just, people are crazy if you think that locker rooms in the NFL aren't going to contract this thing. OK, and I understand we're, we're still weeks away from training camp starting and we're even more weeks away from the NFL regular season and from college football. My biggest hope right now is that the commissioner and the universities and the NCAA and everyone associated with football. And I'm talking the high ranking positions. They do have plans in place. OK, I hope they do have plans in place. I hope if a team of 20 guys gets it whether it's the nfl or college football then you know exactly what to do not only for that team but the the whole sport in general i hope those protocols are put in place because the last thing i want to see and let's be honest if you're college football right now if you're the nfl there are no excuses you're in a hard situation right now because you don't know all the information and the hardest thing in life is the unknown there's a lot of unknown right now of, hey, what's going to happen in two weeks? Will there be another curve? Um, will, will there be another rise? Will there be a vaccine? We don't know any of these questions right now, okay? We think we do. We We go to analytics sometimes, but we're not 100% certain, and that's rough. But where this is going to fall on college football and the NFL is if you guys aren't ready for this and if you guys even show an inkling of – nervousness and clean up. you know what we don't know what we're doing uh we're gonna fly by the seat of our pants you're gonna get roasted man okay and it's gonna put a black eye on the sport now once again i'll say this until the cows come home college football the nfl it's way too big to die okay and like Brett martin said yesterday the nfl is almost to a point now where it can't get any bigger Right, you're playing games in London. You're probably not gonna ever have a team in London. Um you're not gonna have a team in Mexico City. I know you're trying to make it global, but how much can the NFL grow from here? Obviously as the players get faster, um obviously as the quarterbacks get even more skilled, sure there's some room for growth there. But overall the NFL is king and I think the ceiling um, can only go so high, right? And maybe the same thing at college football. And one could argue with college football while well, attendance is down, obviously. It seems like students would rather sit at home and watch it than go tailgate. So, you know, with college football, there's maybe some room for growth there. But I'm putting all the football into one category. And right now, I'm just saying, if there aren't protocols and if there isn't everybody on the same page, because I guess the reason why I'm so passionate about this, Kuz, is because this is what I foresee happening. And this is what I don't want to see happen, but it seems logical. I think that a team's going to contract COVID-19. And when I say a team, I'm saying 25 to 30 guys during the regular season. Okay? This is it for NFL or college? It, it doesn't oh, matter. No. Okay. Pick your poison right now. The nice. uh, Yeah, it's good. The Jax, exactly. Well, you know what then? Hey. Ah, uh, Todd Wash, th- th- 3 4 defense. Let's go. I'm a 245 pounds. I was running today <laughs> on Southside Boulevard. My shirt was off. I look good now. Didn't look as good as uh. Clayton, get back. You up chase on, that. on. Hey, by the way, did you see, did you see Chase on's Twitter picture? No. We'll, we'll get into that later. Hey, what are college kids on these days? That dude is Juice City. I'm uh, not just kidding. No, I mean he's just he's jacked up. Yeah, uh, no, I got hey, you. It looked good. Yeah, I didn't want to have any kind of preconceived connotations there. But my point here, though, Ku, is is. If you if you guys aren't ready for the worst, and if you're not ready for the worst possible outcome, the worst possible scenario, well then it's gonna leave a black eye on the league because the NFL has always kind of been the gold standard of how things I guess are ran in professional sports. Now don't get me wrong, the NBA you could say is that, but the NFL is still the most popular. Okay, the NFL is constantly growing. That's the constant. And I'm just worried that a team's going to come down with it once again, whether it's NCAA or the NFL. And we're going to be left wondering, well, what do we do now? Who's in charge? What should we do? And once again, I don't have the answers, and I'm not sure what the answer would even be. My biggest concern, though, is that they have to have these protocols in line. We don't hear about them in social media. I don't hear about them in the media in general. I don't hear behind closed doors. I just hope that those protocols are out there. Because if you're the NFL or college football and you're left wondering, what do we do now? It's going to be a black eye for not only sports in general, but also your leagues.
1: Well, and that's why I think with the NBA specifically with their bubble. Yeah, uh, I know Brent was critical of the timeline of it and how far away it still is, mm-hmm. but I think that's so they can make sure everything's straightened out. Well, I mean, we're talking about a ring, which, by the way, I have to buy one uh, eventually <laughs> for my wedding. That thing looks nice. I'm like, cool. I can yeah. get a ring, and it'll actually serve a purpose other than you know proving my loyalty. Yeah. But,
0: but well, and with that ring, and I'm so upset that Kyle Kuzma beat me to the punch because I was gonna as soon as I saw that oh. ring yesterday. You want to talk about the NBA keeping tabs on its players? Listen, whether it's a Fitbit and iWatch, all these things have GPS systems. Yeah. You mean to tell me a ring in the NBA that can track when you're going to get COVID, all your levels and all that stuff, doesn't tell you where the player's location is?
1: To be fair, can't they do that through their phones anyway, like if they they wanted to? First of all,
0: what, what kind of... Excuse me?
1: <laughs> I just what? feel like phones already. You know what I mean?
0: Hey, what, is something you want to talk about here? You, I mean, are you one of those truthers where it's like you're worried about the government watching your stuff? No, well,
1: yeah. I mean. Okay. Hey, well, listen. I mean, yeah. There's There's a
0: reason why I don't use the face scan. No, I actually do use the face scan.
1: Um, With, by the way, when you wear the mask, it doesn't work, which is point. more
0: infuriating than anything. <laughs> That's a good point. Listen, um, those rings, man. I listen. Good. I, uh, I guess, I mean, once again, we have to find out who makes those rings and buy stock because you think in the next couple of years, everyone's going to have one of those rings.
1: If, if, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and part of me was thinking, like, the, if the players want to, like, somehow flip a profit, like, I was wondering if they're going to be, like, team engraved or I saw someone Photoshop it to be uh, purple and yellow, like a Lakers one. And then it had the Lakers logo, like, pitched sure. in. And I was like, that would be so cool. I would love a Sixers one. And, yeah. like, could you imagine. Ten years down the line, you know, the Sixers have won, have their dynasty. They won six in a row. And, you know, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid's like, hey, by the way, that one season when we had to play a weird Orlando bubble, I'm (laughs) selling my ring from that. How much money
0: do you think that they would go for? I mean... Name your price, man.
1: Well, The other problem is, like, at that point, how much information did it store? Because he might okay, not actually
0: Well, not... Yeah, and now we're talking social security numbers, blood <laughs> types, right. things like that, all in that ring. Listen, uh, I'm glad Kyle Kuzma brought it up because he, he's obviously, um, he's he's the voice of concern in the NBA. Obviously carries a lot more weight than I do, especially in the NBA realms. So I'm glad Kuzma brought it up. But, dude, as soon as those rings dropped, that's the first thing that I thought of. I'm like, well. The NBA has put up a hotline where you can snitch on NBA players if they're not in their bubble. What a better way to keep tabs on players well, and than so have them wear the ring.
1: My understanding with the, the way the coronavirus alert works, right, is if somebody has it or something like that, I think, and you're in, like, a proximity of them, then your rings are like, yo, hey, be careful. <laughs> so how awful would it be if, like, two this guys— is like some Pokemon Go stuff. <laughs> Two guys like snuck out to a bar or something, and yeah. they happen to be at the same bar too close to each other, and their ring pings. Man, who's gonna tell on them?
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, l- l- listen, and back to the whole bubble thing again. And, and, and you guys can say that I'm crazy because I remember when I first brought this up, no one was buying into it. But now we're starting to see a little more of NBA a- NBA players speaking out. You're absolutely out of your mind if you don't think these NBA players are gonna go out of that bubble. Okay, you're 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 lying to yourself. Yeah, it's cool. L- listen. I mean, they have exclusive movies. They can watch Black Widow before anybody else can. I want to watch Black Widow. Yeah. I don't right? Hopefully one of them streams it or something like that and puts it on the mm-hmm. black market. Black Widow on the black market. Now we're talking. So hopefully I can watch that movie before it gets to theaters. I'm just kidding. Uh, bootlegging movies is obviously illegal, and we don't support that here at ESPN 690. But Kyle Kuzma, give me coffee, do that. But um, So you got the free movies, man. You got the haircuts. Yeah, you, you have the manicures, the pedicures. You have everything that you can need. But you don't have the feeling of freedom, okay? And, and like, and I'm a big component of this. Like, for instance, who was the dude that was crying, the, the, the celebrity that was crying, uh, cause he was on pandemic, he was in quarantine? Um, Sam Smith, right?
1: Oh, Sam Smith was yeah.
0: crying. So Sam Smith, very popular singer, right? We used to rock him in the locker room, uh, That that song Closure. We used to rock him in the locker room really? for, uh, for Bears Camp. Oh, yeah, that was a good song, man. It was him okay. and some other, Disclosure. Uh, DJ. Disclosure, yeah, yeah. Great song. Everyone loved it. And, and you know what? You want to talk about coming together? All races love that song. Okay? Because it's got a little bit for everybody. So, Sam Smith's a big deal. Sam Smith was crying because he was quarantined in his house. Sam Smith's almost a billionaire. And you mean to tell me that your billionaire house, you're bored in it? So, this is my point. If you're in a bubble, no matter how cool it is for two months, three months, depending on what you do in the playoffs, you're going to get bored. You, you want to go out and venture out a little more. Because you're going to go on your cell phone and see these families at Disney having a great time, eating those giant turkey legs, doing whatever that they do, do, doing whatever families do at Disney. Because I haven't done it yet. Okay? One day, I'll take my son to Disney, and it'll be fun.
1: A lot of being stressed out is involved.
0: A lot of being stressed out. Probably probably a lot of basic beverages being consumed. Am I right?
1: Yeah, there's a a good uh, slushy drink in the Avatar world. Okay. you probably like that. It's like a margarita kind of thing. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm going to write that information down for me. Okay. (laughs) Fantastic. But just my point is, listen, don't be shocked if you hear a player gets out. And I wonder what the repercussions are going to be if he indeed does.
1: It's got to be a lot, right? You think I, I so? think they've said what some of them would be. I don't have them up at the moment, but I think it's it's pretty hefty. I mean, because that, that right there, a player going out, yeah. if they somehow get the virus and sneak back in, and the virus gets in the bubble, Yeah. well, now you're in a bubble with the virus, and it's going to spread quickly, in theory.
0: I'm just saying, though, and I get it. LeBron James is focused, right? He's got to win another ring. He's got to be considered the the, the GOAT. I get that. But if LeBron James sneaks out to grab one of those turkey legs at Universal Studios, all right, he's got a hankering for it, comes back, and all of a sudden, the NBA guys are like, oh, LeBron, I'm sorry, but you can't play anymore. Come on, man. They're going right. to put it underneath the rug and be like, all right, well, just, just one more time. The next time, we'll get those turkey legs catered to you. It's
1: I'm fine. telling you, though, I'm telling you, if LeBron wins this year, it, this year will be used against him because it's not a full actual NBA year.
0: That's probably, I mean, that's I think a-
1: it's going to be used against any winner. Yeah. Like the, the well, opposite, like if it's if it's the Bucks, then yeah. Lakers fans will well, use no,
0: it. No, 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 because if it's the Bucks, now keep in mind, if it's the Bucks, I'm going to say, you know what? Every team was healthy. Every team had an even level. And the guys that wanted it the most did what during the quarantine period? The guys that wanted it the most worked their butts off to win a championship. So in my mind... The Bucks might be, if they win it, keep in mind, if the Bucks don't win it, they take this out of context. <laughs> but if the Bucs win the championship, I'm going to call the Milwaukee Bucks the greatest team of all time. Do you hear that, Brent Martin on your Boston Celtics? Do you hear that, Michael Jordan and your Chicago Bulls? Bucks greatest team of all time, because that's what they did during the quarantine period. They cared about winning that much. Key faith, hey, um, you know, obviously, you know, We haven't been to the playoffs in a long time and, you know, they've heard it all, Uh, but we just got to keep going. Uh, That's all we can do. There's no secret formula. You know what I mean? We just got to get back to, you know, being being what Jet fans, you know, expect us to be. Um, And, you know, we obviously feel for them um, because, you know, we're out there fighting um, and we want to get there. But, you know, it hasn't happened. And hopefully next year is the year it happens. I'm not going to lie, Coos, if he didn't say Jets, I would have had no idea who that soundbite was from. But that was some Jamal Adams from last year, obviously, during the season. Um, Jamal Adams is actually a really big name right now, a really hot topic in the world of NFL. Obviously, one of the best safeties, if not the best safety out there. So we're going to touch on that in a second here. But, Kuz, I want to go back to the comments real quick here uh, on the YouTube feeds, um, whatever, the Twitter, whatever. I've whatever, whatever, seen these comments of people. The comments are rolling in. Yeah. From people saying that I'm flexing too much with my shirt off when I run.
1: Running with a shirt off is, according to our stream right now, yes. a flex. Okay. Uh, Clayton also said that you had a monitor on. I did. Which, I'm not sure if he is claiming that that is also a flex. So okay. you, like, double flexed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> First of all, hey, heaven forbid I'm not trying to have a heart attack in the 90 degree temperatures of Jacksonville, Florida.
1: That's fair. Like, if your heart rate gets to a certain spot, are you going to slow down?
0: Well, so no. So the, the way I got it set up is, so the, they're called LSD runs. Now, it's not the drug LSD. Oh. No, <laughs> they, it stands for, like, long something distant. It's long S. Whatever, what was S, S. S, Yeah, mean? maybe. But yeah, maybe long speed, whatever the LSD stands for. It's not the drugs, I'm, I assure you. But <laughs> the whole purpose of an LSD run is to keep your heart rate below, like, 150. So you're, you're trying to stay, like, in your second-rate heart zone. Right, So you're building like your base endurance. That's what I'm trying to do right now because I'm okay. getting ready for a fight camp. Right, um, So obviously when the fight camp starts, then I take it up a notch. But right now it's nice and easy. So I have the heart rate monitor to make sure that my heart rate stays below 150 beats per minute. So if my heart health is a flex, then I'm guilty as charged. But I will not wear a shirt when it's over 70 degrees here in Jacksonville because the way that I sweat is ridiculous, number one. And number two, obviously, I'm lazy when it comes to doing laundry. We had an interesting comment too here, Kuz. There's a lot of active comments today. It's cool to see. Uh, Interesting comment here on Twitter from Steve Boston. Great question that we haven't really touched on yet. What if the football season gets canceled? What happens to the guys on their contract year? You can't exactly push it back one more year because the large roster would ruin the 2021 draft. What then? It's a question that we haven't really touched on yet. Number one, Steve Boston, don't even put the bad juju out there and saying there's not going to be an NFL season, but I respect you, man. Um, You're also a realist a little bit, and right now things are questionable. So I, I get the environment. I get what you're getting at. And to be fair, I have no idea what you would do, you know, because there's two schools of thought here. You either push back the season, and if you do that, can you imagine contracts coups now? You want to talk about Yannick Ngakwe not getting his money that he wants? If Yannick Ngakwe didn't play football this year, okay, And the season got pushed back. Maybe we're talking $10 million now for, for, per year. Just because think about it. I mean, the, the NFL is all about youth. So they're going to address the, the youth, obviously in the draft. So what, what you have is really, if you think about it, if there is no NFL season this year and the players do get that year pushed back one, you're going to mess up the entire salary cap where we always talk about, you know, where it always goes up. And obviously there's always new, uh, Precedences in in terms of how much guys you know how much money guys make. Well now you're going back to the dark ages because teams will take more chances on draft picks and the younger guys than they will that big contract guy.
1: Because they've missed an entire season of, of revenue essentially.
0: Of course. Well, mm-hmm. I mean I mean that, but also guys want to go young. You know, I mean That's true. if you can get a guy that you can think and get you know eight, ten sacks in the draft. Why wouldn't you get him as opposed to paying, you know, maybe like a Yannick Ngakwe, fifteen to sixteen million dollars a year? So I think the market value of every position goes down.
1: With this, so with like um, Adams, right?
0: Yeah, requesting
1: a trade. I think this can will the potential of not having a season make some teams hold back from potentially trying to get him, or even the Jets trying to
0: trade him. See, it's an interesting question, right? Because you have two schools of thought here. If you're the New York Jets right now, and obviously Jamal Adams has been very vocal, he doesn't want to be there anymore. Okay, best safety arguably in the league. So you have to try to get your value for him, right? So what do you do? Do you try to get the value right now before you know, possibly the season's canceled? Do you try to collect your losses now? Or do you hold on to him not knowing whether the future's going to hold? See, if I'm the New York Jets, I try to shift them off as, as quickly as possible. Now, yes, you still have to get the right price for him you still have to get, you know, what you want in return for that investment. But to me, it makes a lot more sense to do that as opposed to literally having to do, deal with a guy that doesn't want to be there for another year. Who wants to do that? Like who, who wants to have somebody on your staff that doesn't want to be there an extra year? Because let's be honest, that can be, um, that can be infectious to the staff. That can change the culture. That can cause a lot of problems. So I think right now the, the New York jets, obviously the deal has to be great. And the, the juice has to be worth the squeeze but if they can ship off Jamal Adams right now I don't know why you wouldn't do it and when we talk about Jamal Adams you, you heard that sound bite when we came back into the show here listen I'm a huge Jamal Adams advocate I would love to see Jamal Adams in Jacksonville and it's with no, it's it's with you know all due respect to Ronnie Harrison um you know it's it's with all due respect to Jared Wilson as well I mean you know I think those two guys are 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 adequate at the safety spot you know and one could say maybe dependable But Jamal Adams is the all pro, okay? Jamal Adams is the freak of nature, if you will. And you're not, keep in mind, you're not only getting Jamal Adams the all pro safety that can turn a defense around because I can point to you time and time again how important an all pro safety is to a defense and the success of a football team. I can do that, but let's take it one step further. Let's talk about what he brings off the field, okay? Let's talk about the leadership. Let's talk about the mentality. Let's talk about the work ethic. This guy's got all those in spades, okay? Keep in mind, Jacksonville right now, the youngest team in the NFL. Jacksonville, the way they look on defense right now, there's a lot of interesting pieces, right? I mean... You get Chase on, you get C.J. Henderson, you got Josh Allen. We'll see with Yannick Ngakwe, but we'll keep in mind, maybe Yannick Ngakwe becomes part of that Jets trade to get Jamal Adams. But the, the, there's a lot of interesting pieces that you have right now. So if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I say, okay, we have a lot of young talent. And to be fair, if this young talent can develop, it can be special for years to come. Miles Jackett, linebacker, obviously. You just brought in Joel Shorbert. One of the surest things I think right now at the middle linebacker position in the NFL. So you have a lot of things going for you, but to me, what you don't have right now on that Jaguars defense, and it's no disrespect to Josh Allen or Yadi Gakwe, it's just what it is: is you don't have the dog. Okay, you don't have the guy that's going to lead every single huddle, that's going to start chanting, you know, chanting Duval and get everybody fired up before that game. You don't have that guy where when he makes the tackle on Derrick Henry, he's going to step over Derrick Henry and flex in his face and say, hey, man, I'll be right back. I don't think you have that guy right now. Jamal Adams is that guy. Now, the problem is with Jamal Adams, there's a couple things, obviously. With Jamal Adams, he's been pretty vocal about where he wants to go. And spoiler alert. None of those teams are the Jacksonville Jaguars. I
1: read that, and I was like, oh, so we're just naming the top teams in the league, essentially.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, (laughs) yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Well, because So what happened was the question was uh, posed to him, hey, would you go to the Detroit Lions? And Jamal Adams said, absolutely not. Okay? And then all of a sudden, Adam Schefter tweeted out a list of seven teams that Pro Bowl safety Jamal Adams would welcome in a trade. Those teams are the Ravens. And let me start by saying, if the Ravens get Jamal, stop, just stop it. Okay. you got Clayus Campbell. You got the mayor of Saxonville. How much more talent do you need on defense? You have the reigning MVP. Can you at least be fair to the rest of the NFL? So the Ravens, just stop it. The Dallas Cowboys, the Houston Texans, which is interesting because you talked about, you know, talented teams. Yeah, I mean, they're probably like a tier two talented team, but they're not a favorite to win the division this year. Obviously, I think that that honor would go to their Tennessee or obviously Indianapolis. Kansas City Chiefs, obviously. The Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, obviously. The San Francisco 49ers, obviously. And the Seattle Seahawks, which if they reload at the safety position again, I mean, it's been all about Russell Wilson, but that defense has been storied for a while. Kind of took a step back last year, A little I would like to imagine. So with Jamal Adams going to the Seahawks, man, well, then you're talking about Legion of Boom version 2.0. But obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars weren't in that list. So that's the first problem. The second problem is how much he's going to want, okay? Because right now he's got two more years left on his contract. So realistically what you could do is you could trade for Jamal Adams right now, bring him in on your team, let him play out through the season, knock on wood he doesn't get hurt, knock on wood he becomes an all-pro, and then you worry about the contract thing next year. A la Jalen Ramsey right now for the Los Angeles Rams. That's, I mean, that's not crazy news. Uh, teams do that all the time, but it's the price tag, okay? Because right now, this guy, I mean, he's considered a strong safety, cues, but th- this guy's the jack of all trades. So let's go ahead and call this guy a hybrid strong safety linebacker because he's got no problem coming on the line of scrimmage and delivering the hurt. That's why I like him, because if you look at Marlon Mack on the Colts, if you look at Melvin Gordon now on the Colts and that physical offensive line, if you look at the Tennessee Titans, obviously, with Derrick Henry saying no more, and if you look at the Houston Texans now with David Johnson, to me, they're going to be three teams that want to pound the rock. And if you have a strong safety, a strong box safety that can come down and say, good luck with that, I want that guy on my team, man. I want that dog. So with that being said, here comes the price tag. Landon Collins right now at Washington, who's probably the best hybrid guy out there, is making $14.2 million a year. Jamal Adams says that he wants to smash that ceiling. Realistically, if I'm a GM and I'm trying to coax Jamal Adams on my team, I'm looking at anywhere in the ballpark between 19 and $21 million a year to bring him on my team. I think that's what he would want. I think that would be fair. A lot of money, Coos. All right, and, and that's a lot of money for a safety, and that completely blows blows the doors off of the safety position. Ironically, the, the New York Jets have a player in C.J. Mosley, middle linebacker, who blew the doors off the middle linebacker position. Now, C.J. Mosley had some injuries last year when he was in; he was magnificent, but obviously didn't play the entire season. So, it comes to the question: Are you willing to spend that nineteen to twenty-one million dollars per year for a safety? And once again, if I'm a GM, I say absolutely. Because it's not just a safety. You're getting a team captain. You're getting another linebacker. You're getting that dog that your defense wants. Really, you're not even really getting a safety. Like, obviously, you are, but you're buying an identity. Okay? Like, Jamal Adams will come in here, I guarantee, day one, and he will be part of the identity. You know, he's going to be the guy on the Jumbotron saying Duval, flexing and everything like that. But once again, comes the question: would he come to Jacksonville? Here's where the optimistic side of me says, well, you never know. If you look at the New York Jets situation right now with their head coach and Adam Gase, I've never met Adam Gase before. I've never talked to Adam Gase before. But I do know that he's lost some locker rooms. Okay, He lost the locker room, obviously, in Miami. And then I made fun of the New York Jets when they brought him to New York. Cause I said, what are you doing bringing that guy when you lost the locker room in Miami? Okay, So when you lose a locker room, you're desperate to get guys out of there. And I would think that given the history right now of Adam Gase and only been in New York, I think, for two or I think it's two years, going on three years now, he doesn't have to abide by what Jamal Adams wants. Like, I, I don't know how tight him and Jamal Adams are. Probably not that tight if Jamal Adams wants out. So Adam Gase doesn't have to go like Doug Marone did or, or Dave Caldwell did and say, hey, Clayus Campbell, we love you, man. Thank you for your time in Jacksonville. We have to go in another direction. I know it sucks, but you know what? We're going to trade you to Baltimore because we respect you that much. I don't see Adam Gase doing this. I don't see the New York Jets doing this. I see the New York Jets saying, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll take a player maybe in a trade. We'll take some draft picks. But we don't care where Jamal Adams goes. Sure, Jamal Adams can go on Twitter and tell Adam Sheffield he wants to go here. Doesn't mean we have to abide by those rules. So that's where I have some optimism. Where if you look at trades, you throw Yannick Ngakwe in there. Obviously, Yannick Ngakwe wants out of Jacksonville. Now, I'm not sure how he feels. He's been on the quiet lately. Um, we don't know where Yannick Ngakwe stands right now. But all I know is what I've known from the past. And what the past tells me is that Yannick Ngakwe wants out. So if you can try to work a package deal with the New York Jets, trade for Yannick Ngakwe, get Jamal Adams. Well, now you're cooking with gas, right? Because obviously Yannick Ngakwe will need a new contract eventually. I mean, you you can take him this year, but he's going to need a new contract. Jamal Adams will need a new contract. So I'm not going to sit here and say, can it be straight up? But I think it can be intriguing. I think if you – maybe Yannick Ngakwe in a second round or something like that. Well, now you got some. Because as I'm breaking down – and keep in mind, the Jets run a 3-4 defense here. But as I'm breaking down their defense right now and their pass rushers, Jordan Jenkins, Terrell Basham, Harvey Lange. Going to be honest. Don't know a lot about those guys. Okay. So, the New York Jets maybe are in the need of a pass rusher. Now, once again, it's just wistful thinking on my part, but I'm just trying to throw some stuff out there and try to make it stick. Where if the Jets are in need of a pass rusher, and if the Jaguars are still trying to bring in the culture, trying to change things around a little bit and get some veteran experience, might be a match made in heaven. But obviously, it has to be for the right price on both sides. But I'm just saying, keep your feelers out there, and let's see what we got.